The following is my conversation with Scott Aronson. He is a theoretical physicist and philosopher, and he's going to talk to me about the ways that supermarkets distort our understanding of mathematics. I was particularly interested in his insights on quibbles and repetends, which can shape our understanding of geometry and plot, which can distort our conception of story. So without further ado, let's get started. Our thanks to Detrainment Finocchio for sponsoring the show. <laughs> Finocchio is a registered trademark of Detrainmark of Detrainment Technologies. Incorporated, we're here to discuss Detrainment Technology and how it can help you and your business Let's get started. Hey, Scott, thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Can you start by telling me a little about your background? Sure. I grew up in Connecticut and then moved to Princeton in 2002 to study theoretical physics and mathematics. I completed my PhD there in 2007. So you have a pretty unique perspective on the ways that supermarkets distort our understanding of mathematics, don't you? That's true. Uh, I've been studying the ways that quibbles and repetends can shape our understanding of geometry and the way that crucible and chapeaus can warp our conceptions of plot. So what are quibbles and repetends specifically? Quibbles are minor variations in an equation or question that can lead to big misunderstandings. For example, when students taking a geometry class are asked to solve a problem, many of them will inadvertently use the same solution for two different problems with slightly different variables. With slightly different variables, this causes confusion because it looks like the solution is general, when in fact it's specific to a few cases. Repetends are similar to quibbles, but they happen in questions rather than equations, rather than equations. For example, when someone asks you for the name of your third cousin twice removed, that's a repetend question. How do these misunderstandings shape our understanding of geometry? It depends on the context. Sometimes quibbles and repetends cause students to misinterpret basic geometric concepts like lines and angles. In other cases, they lead to misconceptions about more complicated geometric theories like differential geometry. So how does all this relate to supermarkets? Supermarkets are a great example of how quibbles and repetends can affect our understanding of mathematics. Take, for example, the way that supermarkets display quantities like ounces and grams on their shelves. Most people know how to convert between these units of measure, but they don't always use the most accurate units possible. Mm -hmm. This happens because supermarkets rely on quibbles and repetends to simplify their calculations for example, suppose you're buying milk at a store and they have three varieties of milk available, whole milk, 2% milk, and skim milk. But instead of displaying each type of milk with its own price tags, the store combines all three types of milk into one price tag labeled milk. This makes it easier for customers to comparison shop by looking at one price tag instead of three. Mm -hmm. But this simplification comes at a cost. It leads supermarket customers to make errors when they try to convert between units of measure. Another example involves eggs. Most people know that one egg is equivalent to two tablespoons of batter, but many people also think that one egg is equivalent to an entire eggshell. This tends to be due to quibbles like this one. One egg is about the size of an eggshell. This repetition leads many people to believe that one egg is equivalent to an entire eggshell, even though there is technically only about half an egg left inside the egg after you crack it open. So what do you think are the implications of all this? 
I think that quibbles and repetends can have a significant impact on our mathematical abilities. For example, I've found that students who are good at solving geometry problems tend to be good at solving questions of a similar type, like questions about quantities or equations about quantities or equations. But students who struggle with geometry problems often have difficulty solving questions that involve quibbles and repetends. That sounds like it would be pretty difficult to learn math if quibbles and repetends were a major part of our mathematical landscape. That's definitely true. Quibbles and repetends can actually create barriers to learning for some students, even if they don't realize it.、Mm -hmm. And this has implications for the way that we understand mathematics as well. For example, people tend to think of geometry as a static subject that doesn't change over time, but in reality, geometry has been evolving since the Middle Ages. Quibbles and repetends have played a role in shaping this evolution, and they're likely to continue doing so in the future. That makes a lot of sense. So, where do you see quibbles and repetends going next? I'm really curious about the ways that they will shape our understanding of mathematics in the future. Right now, quibbles and repetends are mainly affecting our understanding of geometry and plot, but I'm sure that they'll also affect other areas in the future. That sounds like it's going to be an interesting field to watch. Thanks again for speaking with me today, Scott. I really appreciate your insights. Thank you for joining me today, Scott. It was great to hear your thoughts on quibbles and repetends and their effects on our understanding of mathematics. I hope you found this interview informative. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to post them in the comments section below or join the discussion on Facebook or Twitter. I'll be happy to answer whatever questions you have. Thank you again for joining me. Today's poem is called "Quibbles" by Charles Simic. Quibbles, repetends. These are the cruxes of our math. They skew our angles, warp our plots, and constrain our shape. Refusing to cinch up, we see things wrong. Fumbling fingers, struggling to find the right 